0: I actually think a lot of um, how we optimize stress comes from how we perceive it. Mm. Like the good stress is pressure, mm. you know, like mm. pressure makes diamonds, you know, mm. pressure makes pearls. It's like, yeah. um, you know, the, it's, it's good. It can like force you into this area of challenge that you may not have been before. But it will help you to, you know, propel you forward if you can
1: lean into it. How do we become our best and live a life of meaning and purpose?
0: In a world where
1: the constant focus
0: is on fixing what's wrong with us, we want to highlight what is right and good about you to help you live out your best every day. Hi, I'm Eloise Wellings.
1: And I'm Rory Darkins. And this is What's Right Within. Hello and welcome back. Or if this is your first time with us today, welcome to What's Right Within.
0: Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not your first time, Eloise.
0: No,
1: um, to <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a flyer with, uh, with the intro there. Um, <laughs>
0: Sorry. it's been a hot minute since we've recorded.
1: It has. But we're back. We're back. And um, today's episode is we're going to answer some questions around the science and the practice of stress and recovery. You know, um, all of us experience stress. And I know Eloise, as, a, as an elite athlete yourself, you know, pretty much the name of the game is the... I'm stressed art. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm a stress head. No, I'm not. The, but yeah, running does bring stress.
1: It is. It does bring stress. But also, you know, like that's how you improve, right? You physically stress your body so that you can improve.
0: Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people see stress as a really, really negative thing. Um, but when I look at stress, yeah, it, it is a way to improve. And sometimes even emotional stress can be used for good
1: <laughs> well there's a lot to unpack there, there, there just, is. Well, uh, I've well, just gone
0: deep really quickly You've gone deep <laughs> so,
1: quickly. so let's, let's just come back to the service for a moment and just um talk about the you know the whole idea here is to give some practical insights into how you know you think about stress and how you practice to you know get have a bit a great experience of stress and recover from you know the stress that you're putting on your body and, and also you know your mind um, to do what you do and so um, you know we've got a few questions to answer around around what that looks like and I think there's a lot that we can all learn for ourselves about um, how to optimize stress you know and um, kind of want to frame the conversation today with that, it's about stress optimization rather than stress reduction, Mm. Um, because I think that's, you know, science sort of backs up the idea that um, stress can be a really useful thing Mm. and stress is an inevitable thing. And so um, if we can think about how we optimize it for ourselves, as opposed to see it as something that we always have to reduce, then um, that can lead to better outcomes and experiences. So um, before we dive in, Eloise, how are you? What's been happening?
0: I'm good. Um, we are about six weeks away from the Commonwealth Games uh, marathon, which I'm training for, and uh, training is going really well. We've got a rest day today, which is fun, which is unheard of, really. But it's a different week this week. So I had a race in Tassie last week, uh, which also went pretty well, and um, yeah just ticking along kids are great and we're all healthy johnny's well johnny's ha- happy about the soccer ruse yeah talk about stress into, right? um, i mean let's talk about stress <laughs> johnny should be here um but yeah one in a penalty shootout for those that didn't watch and for those that are not australian um And for those that are Australian, but are un-Australian and didn't wake up for it. (laughs) Um, No, no judgment there. It was at four o'clock in the morning, but yeah, exciting times ahead.
1: Awesome. Um, And you know, the fact that it is a rest day today is probably a good lead (laughs) into our first question, um, which is around as an athlete, Mm -hmm. Eloise, um, how do you think about recovery and stress? Like what's, when you think of your training week and you think of where stress comes from for you and you think about how you recover from it, like how do you make sense of that?
0: Yeah. I kind of see it as like in my head, I have a bit of a, I visualize like a graph where the stress, um, the stress line goes up and then in order to absorb everything and absorb, I guess the um, the best parts of that stress, like whether it be physical or emotional, then you have to rest um, mm. to be able to optimize everything, how you've stressed your body. Um, so when I think about stress, I, I actually think a lot of um, how we optimize stress comes from how we perceive it. Mm. And you've
1: been reading the research. No,
0: <laughs> no, but this is just what I've been kind of learning myself and, Um, just, I know that when I, I realize that when I'm stressed now, um, I can embrace it as a good thing because it means that something is important to me. And I know that if I'm seeing it as a bad thing, I know I'm, I'm aware of that because, I start, it starts to paralyze me, you know, Mm. I can't, um, think clearly. And, um, so there's real, I guess, triggers, um, that come on when I'm perceiving stress as a, as a bad thing, but when I'm really leaning into it and embracing it as, no, this is like, I am feeling pressure. And, um, I guess, I don't know what's another word. Um, I'm feeling pressure and I guess a high frequency Mm. because this is important to me. Um, I can lean into that and go, yeah, well, it's important to me and Mm. it it almost takes a bit of the emotion out of it.
1: Yeah. That's um, you've gone straight to the, I think, well, for me anyway, the most fascinating part of the science of stress, which is that we all have a mindset about stress Mm. and, you know, these can chop and change over time, but, you know our mindset is like a set of beliefs and or like a, you think of it like a lens that you look through so it's like what lens are you looking at the stress through mm. are you looking at it through a lens of like stress is bad stress is harmful stress will kill you you know right. or are you looking at it through a lens of like stress is my body getting ready to do something really great mm. or you know stress all is great. helpful yeah okay yeah. <laughs> sorry yeah uh, <laughs>
0: Well, you're the mental skills coach so you're meant to be you know positive
1: psychology all the
0: time so yeah just going an extra level all yeah. the time I'm
1: <laughs> good to great yeah. Um, but yeah so your beliefs about stress mm-hmm. and your interpretation of it actually really matter and um, there's been some amazing studies on this and you know just to sort of summarize that work really quickly um, you know the healthiest people, have been found to be not the people who have the least stress in their life, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but the people who have a decent amount of stress, but interpret or um, perceive that stress as enhancing as opposed to bad. Mm. And so, you know, like literally your health outcomes from stress can be influenced by your mindset around it. Mm. And then same goes for performance, you know, like if you interpret the physiological um, stress response as your body rising to the occasion and getting ready to, to go and perform, then that feels like excitement. And that feels like, um, that that's something that can actually help you to go out and have a good experience and also get the best out of yourself as opposed to something that you have to fight against. So you feel like you want to suppress or squash. So, mm. um, it's, I just am fascinated by, by how that works.
0: Yeah. I think ultimately, when we are stressed, I think I like to think about what the end result will be, mm. what the the outcome of that period of stress will be is that I'll either if it's emotional stress or you know, whatever, I'll, you know, you'll grow as a person and you'll learn things about yourself that you may not have known and how to respond to things better. Or um, And then the physical stress is obvious. Like you you put your body through physical stress you're going to get stronger Mm. Um, but you have to take a step back to recover and absorb Mm. um, that physical stress in order to optimize that strength
1: yeah well let's let's dive into that because i I think that's a fascinating concept (laughs) that applies beyond just physical adaptation and training right so you're saying that the you know you go into a hard training session that's the physical stress you're putting your body literally and you know under um, a lot of stress in order to adapt and improve Mm -hmm. but the adaptation and improvement doesn't actually happen during that stress during Mm -hmm. the session it happens afterwards like when you're recovering and when you're asleep yeah (laughs) and so that's actually the window where you become a better runner yeah fascinating yeah (laughs) did you always know that
0: no I did not um and I sometimes I learned the hard way you know I've had in my career I've had 13 stress fractures so I've had to learn the same the same lesson a number of times um and early on in my career actually especially when I was you know um in my early 20s I had you know I was running 130 140 kilometers a week And I had a job as a waitress. And so I'd go to training in the morning, you know, run sort of 20k in the morning, and then waitress for seven or eight hours during the day, and then do another six to eight kilometers in the afternoon, the evening, and I'd just be on my feet all day. Mm. And I didn't take into account the time in between. Mm. Like, I just assumed that you know if you're not running that's your rest that's your recovery and i don't i think you know back then i was a bit naive into what rest actually looks like and to me now rest is you know truly like being off my feet um you know potentially napping um Mm. you know doing a breath practice like actually taking time to intentionally rest um not talking too much for Mm. me is like really important just being like quiet for a while and quieting my mind and being able to absorb training and sometimes that's like I'm a realist as well like obviously that's not um sometimes it's not realistic every day that we can get um that type of rest um but I think within and a week for me, especially within a marathon week, it's important that I get at least one of those days. And and that's why my coach gives me a full, full day off um, training, no cross training, no gym, mm. um, because it allows me that time and space to be able to absorb the training that I've done in the last six days.
1: Mm. I love the um, example you gave at the beginning about the thinking of it like a graph, you mm. know, where there's like this, this rise up of you know stress and and you kind of um this like high levels of it and then there's this counterbalancing um you know of the down regulation to kind of come back mm. and then go up again and yeah. i think you know when you're driven to you know perform highly or you know achieve goals um often we can really just almost put more value on the i've got to be up i've got to be going i've got to like get stuff done mm. and feel a bit lazy about the coming back down yeah to then go back up again um but the science of this is like so fascinating to me in that in order to enter if you think of like those highs as being in a flow state like when you're fully engaged you're say you know for you you're doing a training session and you're just in the zone pushing hard and and um really you know leaning into the stress of that Mm. in order to do that more often in order to have a, a, an experience of a flow state more often you actually need to recover in order to have the resources mm-hmm. to do that again and if we compromise the recovery we compromise our ability to re-enter a flow state yeah um and a flow state is where our best performance and our our best experiences of of embracing challenges happens yeah um, so it's, it's like, yeah, I think, you know, when I learned about the, the science of recovery and how that maps to flow, it mm-hmm. kind of was a penny drop moment for me to go, oh, that's such a big piece of how high performance requires, you know, a high performance mindset about recovery.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, you mentioned the word early on then when you were talking about being lazy and I think there's so there's such this idea around, you know, um, r- taking rest and taking time out to rest as being lazy, mm. and um, it's just so far from the truth. When you when you're able to take time out, like it's a gift. Mm. It is such a gift to be able to rest and recover from, you know. Either emotional stress or physical stress, um, so that you're able to give more um, when the time comes, mm-hmm. and you know having that, having the perception of you know feeling lazy or you know and yeah, it's it's almost a bit of a ripoff because you don't you aren't actually fully able to relax mentally as well because you know you've always got this oh am I being lazy by having a nap or am I being (laughs) lazy by like saying (laughs) no to these social activities that don't really want to go to anyway but (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like am I being lazy um but yeah I don't know what to say about that except it like you're not lazy mm. you're just you're making good decisions on behalf of your own well-being
1: yeah totally
0: <laughs> let me encourage you in that
1: yeah and whoever this is speaking to <laughs> we'll play it back to you uh, <laughs>
0: if this is in fact speaking to anyone
1: as in uh, we'll, we'll play this back to you if you if you know are skipping your nap. <clears next throat> week, yeah maybe. great um, do so <laughs> um so we haven't even got to our second question yet Well promise to go there in a minute mm-hmm. but um just a quick note on what you just said about stress is that you, you mentioned physical and emotional stress mm-hmm. I think it's so important to kind of like um, set the scene that when we talk about stress all stress impacts the same system mm-hmm. like stress is stress and so let's define it so that we can we can kind of be clear um, going forward so there's a couple of um, nice definitions of stress that that I've come across that I like one is about how stress is the experience of adversity in your goal related efforts and what I like Mm. about that is that yes it's the adversity part but it's in your goal related efforts and this is not just like your big life goals efforts this is like Maybe a trivial example would be like
0: trying to put your 2 year old shoes on.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a very clear. There's a very clear goal Anyone? in that situation. Anyone? It's like we need to get out the door. The goal is to get out the door in yes. the car with clothes on, and <laughs> and there's adversity because they're kicking them off, right? So mm-hmm. it's it is it always maps back to a, some form of goal or thing that you're trying to move toward.
0: Yeah,
1: um, which is important because we only experience stress about things that are actually matter to us, that are actually related to some sort of goal we've got. Mm. Um, So I I like that as a kind of way to, to think about it. Um, And so when we think about stress, whatever, like there's a difference between the stress that we feel like the stress response, which is what changes in our body and the stressor, itself the thing that has triggered that response mm-hmm. so i think it's useful to make that distinction between when we talk about stress sometimes we mix those up a little bit and it's like there's the internal stress is the the physiological change within you but then the stress or is what's triggered that mm-hmm. and so um that distinction can be can be helpful going forward so um okay let's go to our our second question yes please. which is What do you do to recover from stress? So what do you do that has really helped you to, to recover when, you know, you feel like stress is higher than you'd like it to be.
0: Uh, Mm. I do a couple of things. I pray. (laughs) Uh, And lately, as you know, I've been doing a lot of um, breath practices. So, you know, in the innate app, mainly the sleep easy um, breath practice has been really helpful. And um, yeah, probably the breath practice has been the most, the one that I've, I can physically feel um, my, I don't wanna say, I guess it is anxiety levels, but yeah, anxiety levels like reduce, Um, in the moment mm. and you know breath it, it's such a gift and mm. to be able to um, use breathing as a ways to um, yeah reg- to bring calm in any moment mm. um, is yeah it's a gift and so just being especially um, yeah the last probably two years and you know since COVID mm. um, and just being able to utilize um breath practice and utilize my breathing um so that i can um be the person that i want to be in any given Mm. moment
1: yeah yeah awesome and um you know talking about the breath i think really it is useful to understand like how that actually works you know and um this is a nice segue too, because one of our, our next questions is about how you monitor stress. But before we get to that, um, I think let's take a little detour into like the nervous system and how stress works, yeah, um, really quickly, so that we can kind of map this back to it. Um, so, the nervous system and our str- is you know what regulates where our resources go in our body. So, mm. you know whether our body is going to prioritize digesting food or whether it's going to prioritize sending blood to the arms and legs so that we can run away from something uh, is all determined by the nervous system Mm -hmm. and so um, there's two main branches of the nervous system it's called the sympathetic and the parasympathetic branch don't need to remember what they mean but what is useful is to think of them like the accelerator and the brake on the car so you think of the accelerator it's like go 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 it will activate you know activate resources to mobilize energy so that you can go and live life and do the things you do like run Mm, or respond to a a stressor the parasympathetic branch is like the break which is what brings you back down to um as often talked about is like rest and digest Mm. so that you can your body will instead of prioritizing giving you energy uh, to your muscles, it will prioritize giving energy to your digestion and helping you to to recover from the stress. And so this dynamic kind of balance between pumping the accelerator and then pumping the brake is really like what we talk about with optimizing stress because we're going to have stress. We want the accelerator to work mm-hmm. when we need it to and want it to. Mm-hmm. But we also, to kind of sustain that over the long term, we need really good brakes so that we can quickly dial it back down and, and come back to restoring to absorb the stress as you talked about before to adapt and then be fresh and ready to go again. Yep. Um, so that's really how the, the kind of nervous system works in a simple way um, when it comes to stress. And when you're using your breath, what you're doing um, by slowing your breathing down and making your exhale nice and long is you're pumping the break. That's literally what's happening in your nervous system. It's slowing your heart rate down it's making more variability between your heartbeats. So, higher heart rate variability, mm-hmm. which is really a measure of how activated the brake is. Mm-hmm. If the brake's working well and the brake's strong, your heart rate variability is going to be higher. Mm. If the brake is not working so well because the accelerator is to the floor, there's going to be less variability because your heart's just going to be pumping to, to um, get the resources to the to the rest of the body so you can get out and go so um by using your breath you're actually kind of taking control of that aspect of your nervous system and you're activating that parasympathetic break which enables your body to bring its resources back to recovery as opposed to the activating um stress side of, of things so it sounds so simple right like just breathe yeah (laughs) slow your breathing down but like you can influence your entire nervous system through that Mm. and the cool thing is that the more regularly you do it you actually strengthen the break and that's called and if anyone wanted to look this up you know it's called vagal tone if you look it up and so vagal tone is really just a fancy term for like how strong the break is
0: yeah
1: at um, overall like how good how responsive the break is when you when you push it and that can be measured with heart rate variability because it's how responsive your heart rate is to your breathing.
0: Wow. Here
1: you go. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. In a bit Thank
0: deep. you, Dr. Rory. Um, um,
1: so you use your breathing? No. Yeah, I back. use my
0: breathing. I use the uh, mainly the Sleep Easy, um, the Sleep Easy breath practice in the in Eight app, and it's four seconds in, hold for two six seconds out, you know this because you made it up. But (laughs) um, I fall asleep like halfway through every time. Um, But I love it. And I do understand what you're saying um, when you talk about bringing your nervous system back into, did you say equilibrium is the word or back into a normal state?
1: Yeah. yeah. But I do
0: feel that physically even before I knew that.
1: Yeah and that's the thing right you don't need to you don't need to intellectually know it yeah no I do you, yeah I felt feel it, it yeah you do it <clears throat> I do feel um, it and so but I think sometimes just you know like realizing that there's a mechanism underneath that can mm. make it like more more real yeah <laughs> you know? and it, it makes it
0: um I guess for those that aren't in the habit of doing it it makes it more curious to see if you actually do feel it and if mm. you do feel anything um And but it definitely helps me um, bring, especially at night, like bring my thoughts, Mm. (laughs) like just quieter, bring everything a bit quieter Mm. so that I can actually get myself to a level where I can drift off to sleep and then have a good, long, efficient sleep Mm. with the time that I have.
1: Yeah, which is where the benefits of your training happen. Mm right like, yeah and particularly in the deep sleep stages the the deep sleep stage is where a lot of the physical recovery happens and yeah. so if you have gone and challenged yourself at the track yeah then those muscles are appearing and and kind of adapting in that sleep particularly in the deep sleep stage so yeah um you're just helping that happen
0: yeah exactly and that's what i'm learning is that you know, so much of my career has been about, or so much of my mindset around training and performance has been about go to the track. Once it's done at the track, it's done. And of course, like being an athlete is a 24-7 job. Like it honestly never ends. Like you don't, you know, nutrition and sleep. It's obvious all of those things. But I actually didn't think that, well, I didn't realize how intentional I could be around recovery and how much of a difference that would make and doing these little things um, would make in helping me absorb the stress Mm. that happens at the track Mm. Um, and on the roads and in training and just being able to, and then, you know, in order to be able to get up and do it all again the next day. Mm. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, just learning so much towards, you know, this side of my career. Um, around how important it is to intentionally um, rest and recover and, and put into practice these things, especially like the breath practice and mm. um, just being a bit more mindful about those things.
1: Yeah. Um, the, I did promise we will go to the next question, but I've, something has just come to mind <laughs> about that. So we will get there in a moment. Um, but do you find a difference between say sessions where you finish and like you finish training but then you kind of like rush off and kind of like go straight to another stress
0: every time versus
1: versus sessions where like you are able to or do bring yourself back down more quickly after the session whether it's intentionally or doing something that helps aid your recovery straight away
0: I always feel mm. better after our Friday workouts, even though they're a lot bigger, mm. um, because I have more time mm. in the day. Both kids, <laughs> Sunny's at daycare on Fridays, he's at school, and so I don't feel like I've got to switch hats real quick. Mm. Put the mum hat on and go and be um, in that role again straight away. I can take the time, as you know, as an athlete, to recover and be intentional about you know breathing, you know, potentially going to have an ice bath and Mm. stretching, and you know, doing those, doing a few little extra things that I wouldn't normally have time for as opposed to yeah on a Tuesday mm. for instance um Indy's at school but Sunny's not at daycare so um I've got to rush home to mm. um to spend my day with him which is absolutely delightful um but I don't get that opportunity mm. to go through that same routine as mm. I would and I always feel better mm. on a Friday even though the the session is actually mammoth yeah it's like (laughs) like double what we would probably do on a Tuesday yeah um but yeah it has it is really interesting but yeah that that I guess that's just an example of um my life and I wouldn't change it but yeah it's an example of how much of a difference these things can make um Mm. but on a Tuesday then I'm more mindful to even even though it's not straight after the hard workout, I can do that when I put Sonny to bed, I can, you know, mm. I can then follow a different routine, even though it's not right after I can then yeah. um, still put a few things in place so that I can still absorb that training and that stress yeah. um, as best as possible.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And is there, are there any things that you find that you can do in really sh- like small moment, like, you know, really quickly, in those times like say you're driving home and it's like you know you're going from the track you got to get home 15 minute drive like is there any way that you can make that
0: i usually try and just process the like the workout that i've done and and um you know i go through things that like i did well and some things that i could do better and it's mostly within my um mentality you know Mm. and how the way that I thought throughout the workout and the way that I responded to how I was feeling um and whether I did that well or whether I you know whether I want to do that better in the next one um and so I go through those things yeah on the way home in my Mm. head or you know sometimes I'll call my coach and go through it with him um and and you know discuss Um, you know what's coming up and and process be able to process the workout so that I'm not I don't have to think about that again that Mm -hmm. day it's kind of I'm done like that's all wrapped up in a nice package yeah yeah (laughs) and um and then I can just get on with recovering and yeah go to the next one
1: yeah what role does um fueling and nutrition play in in your recovery from you know such high levels of of physical stress
0: um massive probably more now than ever with marathon training um i have to be so intentional about what i'm eating and when um and so much more carb focus Mm. um and because I know that that's what I feel best off and some people don't. And I think that's so key to, to work out. Now, I, know, I know that you've been experimenting with your <laughs> glucose monitor and I'm sure we'll do another podcast about that soon because um, Rory's new obsession uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> is measuring your, your blood sugar levels. Um, but, yeah, I think it's key to work out what you feel best after eating Mm. and how you feel after eating certain foods. And, you know, some people like everyone is so different in that respect. Um, But for me, I definitely respond to high carbohydrates um, and then recovery with protein and carbs. So refueling um, for, you know, muscle repair, High protein, but also, um, you know, saturating my um, muscles with glucose again, mm. because it's usually all gone after yeah. a marathon session or after a long run. And like me
1: the other day. Yeah,
0: like you <laughs> the other day. I mean, how many times have you laid down on my front lawn in <laughs> the last There's couple of twice, months? Twice. Yeah, yeah. Twice. Um, humorous, very humorous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, the, key factor. I think the key difference for me as well is fueling in getting used to taking on fuel whilst I'm whilst I'm Mm. training. And um, you know, we've both kind of experimented that in the last few months as well, like having um drinks on the long run, Morton drinks, Morton Gels, and um how we respond to that in terms of blood sugar levels and how we feel during Mm. the run. Um, And just yeah, experimenting a bit whilst training and um, and if you're not a runner or whatever, experimenting how you being, I guess, aware and intentional about being aware of how you feel after eating a certain yeah food.
1: Yeah. Well, that's probably my biggest lesson so far from the glucose <clears throat> monitor is to trust how you feel because yeah. you're probably right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so that's really good advice. Um. Okay. The question I promised to come back to was, how do you monitor? stress and how you're going with that
0: um how do i monitor stress <laughs> um it's just based on how i'm feeling mm-hmm. if i'm feeling really sore the day mm-hmm. after a workout i'm you know like that's a, a sign to me that mm-hmm. okay i need to really pull back today mm-hmm. and the job our easy run is going to be an easy run mm-hmm. um, and you're, like, you're smiling at me. <laughs> you're smiling at me. You're like, yeah, for like the first five minutes. It's um, never
1: easy. Yeah.
0: And then emotional stress, like, is a almost. Um, to me, it feels like anxiety. Mm. You know, to me, it feels like I'm a bit high frequency, mm. a bit. Um, almost a bit worried about Mm. things that I wouldn't normally be worried about. And that's when I go, okay, hang on, Mm. you know, maybe I'm tired. Maybe Mm. I'm hungry. Mm. Um, Maybe, yeah. Maybe I've tried to fit too much into my schedule this week and I Mm. need to say no to a couple of things or I need to pare it back. And so, yeah, I just, um, I guess, be aware of those things and, um and then act accordingly yeah I guess
1: I think um what's what's great about that is the just how in tune you are with like no this this source of stress feels slightly different to this other source of stress and that therefore the right action to take based on it could be different as well
0: yeah and so I think that that's where sort of the word stress even becomes a bit confusing Mm. because stress to me has always been like I grew up with um, the word stress and the idea of stress as being a really, really bad thing. Mm. And so as we spoke about earlier, you know, like stress to me now, like the good stress is pressure, mm. you know, like mm. pressure makes diamonds, you know, mm. pressure makes pearls. It's like, yeah. um, you know, the, it's, it's good. It can like force you into this area of challenge that you may not have been before but it will help you to, you know, propel you forward if you can lean into it. Mm. Um, But then there's this other stress that, yeah, like I said, it would, you know, feels like a little bit, you know, makes you anxious and makes, I guess, makes you be, um, you know, somebody that you're not Mm. or um, respond to things that you you wouldn't normally respond.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah
0: so there might there might be another name for that stress I don't know
1: well no I think you know as you say that sometimes it's talked about in terms of um eustress and Mm. distress so like eustress meaning like that's good stress it's positive it's helpful yeah and then distress being like all this I like that um but yeah really I think what you're saying is which is so valuable to anyone is it's being connected to what you're feeling and actually you know, like instead of just trying to get rid of that feeling, you're actually listening to it and yeah. then going, what's this trying to tell me about what action would be right for me to take?
0: Yeah. Cause so much of it is just information. Yeah. Like it's just, it's giving you some information, some feedback about um, what potentially your life looks like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, what's happening around you. And if you can, um, if that's not a good feeling then I would say change it mm. you know but if you are perceiving it as a as a good feeling and you're willing to lean into that and you have the bandwidth to lean into mm. that sort of stress and you know that hang on I knew this was coming mm. I expected this or even if I didn't expect this it's important to me so I'm going to press on yeah. anyway yeah um, I'm gonna lean into it and See what I can learn from this, regardless of what mm. the outcome is. Um, but yeah, as I said, there's that other side of stress where you're like, oh, you yeah, know, this is you know, this is affecting um, my relationships, or this is affecting my ability to spend time with people that are really important to me, or mm. you know. So mm. there's got to be some like flexibility there, and yeah, in the action that you take when yeah. you feel stress,
1: yeah. So that's it. It's like the action you take is what matters. And then the stress itself is just information about what's happening. Yeah. And then that information is sort of like, you know, depends on where it's coming from as to what it means Mm. and what to do with it. So um, it's like, yeah, be open to feeling and learning from that information and then take action that aligns with your values. Yeah. Um, I like that. I just want to take a quick little break to bring a message from episode sponsor, AirShots. Lock on, stay on and play on with AirShots wireless earphones. They have you covered for staying motivated and focused while you train. Their patented magnetic air clip means you can push your limits without being distracted by annoying cords or earbuds that fall out. You can head over to airshots.com and use the code right 10 that's capitals R I G H T one zero for 10% off your purchase. You can also find the discount link in the show notes. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of what's right within. I hope you found that to be, um, helpful when it comes to optimizing stress in your own life and, you know, just to recap. stress is a part of a meaningful life we don't experience stress about things that aren't meaningful to us so in many ways you can think of stress as the price of admission to a meaningful life and but stress isn't just something that inevitably happens that we have no control over we can influence our experience of stress in a number of ways the first being with our mindset about our beliefs of what stress is, you know, whether stress can be enhancing, whether it can be helpful and something to embrace, as opposed to something to avoid that is bad for us. And from that mindset, can we look to influence the level of stress that we feel in a given moment by using things such as our breathing to dial it down a little bit when we feel like it's too high? or potentially even dial it up when we want more of it to activate energy so that we can rise to the occasion of of the demands of in a moment. And then realizing that, you know, we grow through stress. Stress is how our body physically adapts and becomes stronger and fitter, but also psychologically and in terms of our character. That's how we grow as people is through experiences that, that challenge us. So I really hope that some of this has challenged you to think about how you think about stress and maybe there are some small tweaks that you can experiment with in order to have a more optimal experience with it and live a more meaningful, engaged life. So thanks so much for tuning in and if you have a question about this episode or a question you'd like us to cover in a future episode, please reach out to us on social media and we'll do our best to, to either cover that in an upcoming episode or get back to you